Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com podcast. Love is in the air. Good evening, everybody. It is February 14th, 2020. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast for SmackDown Live. I'm your host for the evening, Michael Wiseman, joined as we are almost every Friday by The Blueprint, Matt Morgan. Matt, how's it going, man? What's up, buddy? What's up? What's up? What's up is love. Love is in the air. And uh, tonight's Valentine's Day special edition of SmackDown, emanating live from British columbia in vancouver the rogers arena um the whole theme of tonight was going to be love right and we had the big storyline going on with otis and mandy rose so a lot to get to in this show um quick thoughts on the top of the show matt do you like it not like it and different to the show tonight um i had hopes when i seen hulk hogan on right <laughs> yeah yeah but that was uh, one of the kind of the late the late additions here was they were going to have hulk hogan on tonight they were hyping him being on um and a few other big matches yeah i wish he took it more seriously than what he did in that segment but we'll get to it all right we'll we'll get to that here in a little bit so um the show opened up tonight um with a special valentine's day edition of a moment of bliss with alexa bliss alexa bliss and nikki cross um they started off that was a weird awkward segment here talking about who their celebrity crushes were (laughs) um alexa bliss said hers was uh, brad pitt nikki cross would not reveal hers I thought this was an awkward spot to start with. What do you think? Very, very awkward and super annoying. I'll be honest. I was annoyed by it. Yeah, it wasn't because a great, great, great hook. I, I usually I used to DVR these shows so I could fast forward through commercial breaks. And I'll be honest, this would have been something I would have fast forwarded for sure. But nope, no could do. My wife got rid of her damn, uh, uh, what do you call it? Our uh, DVR boxes. TiVo? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got rid of it, man. Um, <laughs> so I got stuck watching it, and it sucked. Yeah, major donkey, you know what? Well, they've not done a lot with either one of these women lately, and I know they still do these moment of bliss segments. Alexa Bliss has got a lot going on in her personal life, but I thought this was a weird thing. So wait, wait, when she does it by herself, it's okay. Sure, it's just it's so forced with her and her tag partner when she does it. I don't believe the her Nikki Cross. I just don't believe her. Yeah. I agree. And I think, too, it was just they had awkward timing here. The joke fell very flat. Nikki Cross's timing wasn't great with that. So I, I think it wasn't great for either woman. The setup here, they were congratulating Carmella, who won the, the big win last week to become the number one contender. Um, and um, Carmella came out and she says uh, it's going to shake everything up when she wins the title later on tonight. Now, Matt, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, maybe I'm misremembering. But I thought that win last week was supposed to be a number one contendership for Super Showdown. I don't know. Okay. I don't remember. See, that's just it. I, I should remember that. Yeah. I don't. That's how <laughs> inconsequential it is. Yeah. That's not a good thing that I forgot that. No, no, it's not. And um, but I guess it was supposed to take place tonight. So Carmella comes out and says, um, she blames they showed some pictures from Instagram and her of her and Bailey being friends before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she blamed the ending of their friendship on uh MIA Sasha Banks. Mm-hmm. Um, and says how Bailey has been worse because of Sasha Banks. Of course, this prompted Bailey to come out. She said, Carmella's nauseating. She says, it's not about Banks, it's about Carmella. She says, we were friends, but not best friends. Calls her a loser and kind of insults the entire uh, entire stage up there. 
And um, this prompts Carmella to say, well, let's go ahead and get this match on. Let's do it right now. So what do you think about the interaction here between Carmella, Bailey, and Bailey's little uh, I, I feel very happy that Bailey, um, you know, clarified that that's, she's not her best friend. She's like number six on her list. Like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> She's not my very best best friend, but right, like, like there's this qualifier in here, right? Like she, it feels very forced from ba- from Bailey's perspective here, where it's like, well, I don't like you because you're not my best friend. It's like high school shenanigans, which in a way should draw some type of heat with the com with the with the young with a younger demographic. It should hmm. because they should be able to relate to that if that's what's happening in their schools and how people talk. I just don't <laughs> know if they talk that way. I mean, I'm sure they rank their friends. I'm sure that is something that's a real thing, <laughs> sadly enough. I'm sure it is. But still, it it did nothing for me watching the show and going, oh, that dastardly, uh, you know, Bailey, she's improving as a heel. I didn't get any of that from her tonight. Were you ever on, a, what was it, MySpace back in the day where you had your top five <laughs> friends and you had to rank which ones I, were up there? I was very late to the game with all of that stuff until Twitter. I was very on yeah, I was on part, not part. I was on like right when Twitter hit big, I was right on it. Uh, and then same with Instagram, but never, um, yeah, not yeah. that MySpace. But you had to decide which five friends went in there, and you always had Tom in your top spot. So this kicked off the match tonight. Um, and again, I think I agree with you, Matt, that like it was just kind of forced, kind of high school shenanigans. And I, Carmella here, here's my quick opinion on Carmella. I think she's a great talent. She it's is. weird that she got this spot, and I hate like it seems like maybe they're going to do more with her. But this is a really weird way to stick her into the storyline that was kind of already established with Naomi. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I kind of got the vibe they just fast forward, fast forwarded her storyline. Yeah, get her in and out, and get her done with her match with Bailey, so Bailey can get on to uh, uh, Naomi already. Yeah I, yeah, I think they did, but I don't know why you wouldn't have had Naomi win last week and why you even have this match here. Well, let's get to it. The match here is SmackDown Women's title match, Carmella versus Bayley. Um, and this was – they gave this thing two commercial segments. Um, they started uh, going at it pretty early on. Um, Carmella got some pretty good offense early on, took Bayley down um, by her arm. Um, Bayley got back up. Um, Carmella slapped Bayley, um, drop-kicked her for a two-count. Bayley fought back. Um, Bailey took Carmella down and kicked her in the corner, which I thought was, you know, Bailey got some really good offense in there. Um, and then Carmella hit the Mella go round. I love that move. It looks fantastic. Um, it's a really, you know, kind of gets her up there. Um, and I, I think it just looks great. And, um, then, uh, Carmella had to, uh, Bailey rolled out of the ring to get to the floor and regroup. Afterwards, Carmella did a suicide dive to the floor, um, got back into the ring and wrestled around some more. Um, Bailey eventually dropped Carmella face first onto the announce table, cut to commercial break. Um, after the commercial, Carmella had a big boot, um, had two clotheslines, atomic drop, lots of offense from Carmella in this match, kept control of Bailey. Um, Bailey eventually um, gets a cheap shot in here um, as Carmella's getting frustrated, um, more back and forth. But the thing was, Carmella hit the code of silence, locked it in. Bailey almost tapped out. Right, almost, almost. Um, Bailey eventually got back out of it, and then Bailey snuck the win in there by using the ropes for leverage at the very end. So, um, a pretty long. I think this match about twenty minutes actually to open up the show. Yeah, yeah this I, match was super. This, this 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 match is super long, like yeah. ridiculously long. Um, good quality time for I thought um, um, Mally to get some time in. We haven't seen her. I feel I don't feel they utilize her quite nearly enough. Yeah. Um, but this was good time for her to draw sympathy as a babyface. I thought for the most part, but um, just straight up paint by numbers match to me, nothing spectacular though. Yeah, I agree. G- giving Carmella that showcase, which has been kind of off screen, she was the first SmackDown Women's Champion whenever they um or one of the. Was she the first SmackDown Women's Champion when they moved over? She she was one of them. Yeah, she was one of the early ones there. So I'm glad they're going back to her. I think she's got a huge potential here. So I'm glad she got some really good offense in this match. Um, We've talked ad nauseum about Bayley in the past. So, you know, this segment works from the perspective of Bayley cheated to win. And that's what the heel does. So I like it from that perspective. Gets her more heat here. Um, Yeah. After the match, um, Naomi ran out, um, and so we kind of had all three of them battling around, and they eventually kicked Bailey out to the floor. 
Um, and so, um, yeah, I mean, it looks like uh, the setup for next week is going to be um, Naomi versus Carmella because Carmella still pissed off about the, the loss here and the cheating. Um, and the winner goes on to face um, Bailey at um, Super Showdown. Yeah, and Mella needs to get ready because she's about to take another L. Because <laughs> there ain't no way in hell they're having her beat Naomi. Yeah. No yeah, way. just a weird swerve. I mean, you could even do a triple threat here, right? I, 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 you, I you, you, you could, but I, I mean, come on. I mean, usually you do, they do triple threats to protect someone. Usually the champion, if the champion has to drop the title, hmm. doesn't have to take a pin, they have a gripe. Yeah. I don't even think they think high enough of Bailey as her champion to even worry about protecting her without doing the J-O-B if somebody they feel is needs that title. And I still think they're holding off right before Mania for a title switch with her. Could it could be, be hell. It could be now for all I know, but, but I do feel it coming. How do you feel about Naomi? Are you, are you pretty it's high awesome. her? I'm all in on yeah. Naomi. Yeah. She can't get enough TV time for me. Yep. Yep. I, I love, I go back to that WrestleMania moment in Orlando when she won the championship in her hometown. And it was just an incredible, incredible moment. Yep. So after this match, uh, we uh, flash back to last week and Baron Corbin humiliating the Roman Reigns fan and attacking the guy in the production truck. Uh, Michael Cole lets us know that Corbin has been fined and barred from competing tonight. Keyword there. I wonder if he'll show back up um, mm. after the break. Um, of course, we saw some more fallout. Um, Bailey said that she will not defend her title again until Saudi Arabia. And that's what sets up the uh, match for next week. Um, there's going to be a big interview. Um, uh with Lacey Evans next week, she's kind of been MIA since her big title match at the Royal Rumble. Um, so I'm, I'm wondering what they're going to do with her, but it seems like they really, they showed a great promo video for her. Um, and um, I, I don't know. Uh, what do you do with her at this point? Uh, start to uh, start to drop some of the sassy Southern Belle thing. Yeah. You know, I would even argue maybe get to get her new music, um, get something that's a little bit closer to who she is. Um, in real life, because who she is in real life is the ultimate babyface. I, I say it every damn time we talk. We talk about her on this podcast. She really is in real life the ultimate babyface. Sure, you know, she is. Hell of a mother, hell of a wife, from what it seems. Um, and hell defended our country. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Like, can't get right. much more babyface or American or American pie. She's a real hero, exactly. American apple pie is her. So they just need to start continuing not start they need to continue that route with her but you got to make a little changes here she doesn't need the over the top you know southern sassy bell stuff yeah. anymore she, this is way better than that yeah 100 agree and I, I do like too that they showed the footage of her with the kids and everything i think that sends the right message of the fans she's awesome with them yeah. in real life um, we got a little backstage vignette. Otis um, was acting very nervous. Um, Tucker comes over, um, says Otis, tells, tells Otis Mandy's running late um, and tries to calm Otis down. Um, but Otis is like, I wonder if Mandy can really like me. So um, we kind of see the nerves coming out from Otis. And then afterwards, we get a handicap match, a follow-up to last week's segment. Um, Sheamus versus Apollo Crews and Shorty G. Um, this match did not last very long. Um, I, I would say here... Um, we see uh, Cruz uh, gets a little bit of work in there. Um, uh, he tags in Shorty G. G gets a big pop when he comes in now. Um, but Sheamus just drops him with an uppercut here that was just brutal. Um, a little bit of back and forth. They tag Cruz back in. Um, they are able to take Sheamus down. Um, and uh, Cruz had a pretty sweet looking moonsault. Um but uh, and, and a shooting star press, but Seamus kicked out, and then um, yeah, Seamus just launched Cruz shoulder first in the corner, um, and hits a brogue kick, brogue kick, uh, to seal the win here. And this was he made pretty quick work of two guys here that you know I think in the past fans were pretty high on both Apollo Cruz and Shorty G at separate times. What do you make of this? Don't care. Happy they give they fed him to Seamus. This makes Seamus look like a bigger monster, more formidable perennial main event talent per se. Yeah. Yeah, and um, this helps him. I'm fine with this. What about Shorty G here, though? Right? I, I mean, don't Shorty, care about Shorty G. You don't care about him? I don't care. He's not a star. He's not somebody's going to draw that company money. Sheamus, at least you can build to the person that that loses to the guy that draws that company money, and I think that's more important. Yeah. What about Apollo Cruz? Awesome talent. Yeah. I don't mean to take anything away from him when I say that, but this is my company and whatnot. Um. I'm okay with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I really was. Um, Apollo Crews is the kind of talent that, in my opinion, could just get on a winning streak 
and hopefully, you know, yeah, get his way out of it. But um, he had a good showing for himself too, though. To be fair, he did. He did. And Sheamus just looked like a runaway train out there. He did. He looked like a freaking monster. I think it did what it needed to for Sheamus, and I agree with you. Sheamus is your money guy here. He's the he's the veteran here. Um, I wonder where you go with him next. I mean, simple. You I just told you you build him to be the main to to be that perennial main event talent to to lose to do the hmm. job to the bigger baby face that you're trying to build, or that needs a very big win, um, and. That's what all big guys, they do with all big heels like that, especially sure. monster heels. They build them to lose to the John Cena's, to the Roman Reigns. Yeah, I think maybe, I mean, rumor is Roman Reigns is going to be fighting for the championship at Mania, but I think Reigns and Sheamus could do some sweet work in between now and then if yeah. if they do something with Fiend and um, uh, of Fiend and Goldberg moving forward. So we'll see. I think my big thing with Apollo Crews, I wish they'd given him more when he was in NXT. I think there was a chance mm-hmm. for him they never did enough with him down there and they brought him up and he's just been kind of hanging around. So he's never been given that real good um, lengthy run. I felt like. Mm. So um, we see uh, afterwards, we see Mandy Rose show up at the restaurant. She gets seated to her table and then we get to the Hulk Hogan interview, the much hyped Hulk Hogan interview you referenced earlier um, getting set up. So um, they show the preview uh, between what happened between Goldberg and the fiend from last week and how Goldberg challenged the fiend. Um, and Hulk Hogan jumps in here with kind of what I thought was an odd promo. Um, he talked about the NWO going to the Hall of Fame. Um, and says it's for life. Uh, says it's the real deal. Um, and then Cole's like, hey, does Hulk Hogan, I uh, asked Hogan, does Goldberg have a shot at defeating the Fiend um, at Super Showdown? And he says, Goldberg, you know, he talks about feeling the power of Goldberg in the ring. This is the Fiend, better be careful. So, of course, this is where the Fiend cuts in with his own Firefly Funhouse promo. Um, we see Wyatt walk on with the universal title. Um, Huskus, the pig boy is there. Wyatt does a comedy shtick with him with the chocolate. Cause it's Valentine's day. Um, Hogan says, Wyatt's a funny guy with jokes, but it won't be funny when he gets in the ring with Goldberg. And then Wyatt gets serious and warns Hogan that he doesn't need jokes. He's got a fiend. Hogan tells Wyatt to be careful because there could be room for him on the wall. And he shows us the wall of pictures. And there's a picture of Hogan there with the eyes crossed out. Um, and then Hogan tells Wyatt we'll see him at the hall of fame in April and walks off. Um, then Wyatt says goodbye in his funny way and um, ends the segment. I mean, this was good. I, I I thought it was good. I just didn't. Hogan was like laughing a little bit, like yeah. towards the end. I mean, I don't know. Would we rather him pretend to shit his pants and pretend to be scared of the <laughs> monster? I, I don't. I, I don't know. I, would we be critiquing him for that? Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that now. But when I watched the show, I. Re- I did think that. I was like, damn, I wish you took this a little bit more serious. And, yeah. and kind of sold a little bit more, like of being scared of him. I'm being super nitpicky, but be, because at the end of the day, you do any segments of Hulk Hogan, you're made. It is what it is. Yeah. You know, so this was great for freaking Bray Wyatt. This was this was fantastic for his character. I think that is interesting putting him up there. Of course, he's going against Goldberg, which is huge for him as well. But putting him up there with a legend like Hulk Hogan um, does set him apart here. I think my big thing is, for me personally, I don't care what Hulk Hogan thinks about this match. But if you have some of the younger fans who know Hulk Hogan is one of the all-time greats and he has that aura, right? Seeing Hulk Hogan talk about this match probably does add some weight to it in a way that, um, you know, I think maybe I would take. I'm going to be nitpicky, right? I would take that for granted this day and age. You think there were the younger fans didn't know who that guy was on TV tonight? No, no, I think they do is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. I'm saying I think for them, right? I think back in the day when I first started watching wrestling and you had uh, the young, the older veterans on there um, showing up, and I didn't know everything about them. And I knew that they were a veteran, and it added weight to stuff that otherwise in younger stars that I would have seen. It was so though. Like when I was a kid, I'm older than you. It, that sure. was Bruno. Bruno was on uh, Color. Um on there, I believe every Saturday morning when I watch it. And I just know from what my dad would tell me about how awesome this guy was. And then he eventually did come back and get in the ring. Uh-huh. Bruno. And I remember thinking like, Oh, this guy looks so old. He looks like my dad. Like, you know, these young guys are going to kill him. Like That's Piper. True. I remember Piper was going to, I'm like, he wrestled Piper. I think it's like, Oh my God, Piper's going to kill him. You know, <laughs> he didn't, but I'm just saying, so like we didn't have the exposure. Like, for instance, I couldn't go as a kid, go hop on my YouTube and go look up Bruno San Martino at the time. That's true. Do you you know what I'm saying? Like, these kids now have so much exposure to so much crap whenever they want at the, 
you know, touch the fingertips on, on any of their phones, rather, I should say, or any of their platforms and surfaces, right? So it's a very information, um, informational um, era we live in. There's so much out there, especially with the network, too. So it, I just, I think they do see him. I know people sometimes think, oh, Hulk Hogan's just, you know, the younger guys, fans, they don't really know him, know him. Like, he's the best of all time. Like, I, I don't know. I think they I think they do because of what they, their parents tell them. Yeah, I agree. That yeah. that red and gold is is I mean I think that's one of the most iconic color schemes in all of pro wrestling, right? Like you see that and you know who it means. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Of course. Um. Yeah. I, I, are they going to do anything else with him at Super Showdown though? I mean, I thought they were going to set something up for that tonight. Like, what do you mean? Like, I mean, you know, last time at the Saudi Arabia show, they did a tag team hey, Survivor look. Series match. Um, you know, it was times in the past they've done Hulk Hogan comes out and gives a speech at Super Showdown. I just wondered if they weren't going to do something else to set this up tonight. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see what happens with that. We'll see what happens. Like, did you think Hogan was going to wrestle him at Superstar? No, I didn't think he was going to wrestle him, but I thought maybe he was going to offer to come out in Goldberg's corner or something like that WWE likes to do. Yeah. You know, yeah. not that it would make any sense to do that, but... That's a big. Well, you know what? They, they they apparently get everything they want there in Saudi Arabia, right? Well, so why why not Hulk Hogan too? We'll right? Just toss it out there. Well, he he was going to say he's been there before to. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, yeah, yeah, it's a great payday, but I can't mm. believe it's their own. Yeah, I would never be able to go there. Just saying. Um, after this, um, we come back. We get a, a great look. At, God, I feel old now. Um, it's been. Nine years to the week since The Rock returned to WWE, I think, for that feud he had with um, John Cena. So, anyway, that's my aging story there. Uh, Cesaro and Sami Zayn came out of the ring, um, talked for how they've how been. Old big- how old are you? I'm 31. Good. Shut up. That. Get the hell out of here. You're I've been old. watching pro wrestling since I was seven or eight. Um, but so I don't How old were you when Rock and like, Stone Cold were like killing it? So, I was like, 10, 11. Wow. Yeah. I was yeah. a senior in college. <laughs> but hey, that's what I grew up on. I mean, I, I've, I've said this before, Matt. My first major feud that I remember was Austin and Bret Hart. Like, that's the feud that got me into pro wrestling. Wild. Yeah. My name was Andre and John Studd. Yeah. That's that's a good one, too. No, it's – dude, that feels like a generation – literally a generation ago. Oh, my God. I just think this generation's Matt is going to be um, uh, Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin. So. Yikes! <laughs> it was the dog suit that got me in. <laughs> is that what's next or no? No, I'm just saying that's the that's the feud that hooks people up, right? Now, next was uh, Sami Zayn talking about how they've been victims. Right. Sami Zayn and Cesaro victims of injustice for weeks against Elias, um, and they were going to do their own um, protest concert, um, but Elias interrupted and staged his own counter protest. Um, they had security out there, um, but Elias, they let Elias come into the ring. Um, they still tried to sing, um, but fans kept interrupting it. I love Sami Zayn here. Um, he told Cesaro, Cesaro had a cowbell in this segment, which was great. And he was playing along with Sami Zayn's ukulele and he was going really fast. <laughs> I thought this was good for yeah. what it's worth. It was hilarious. Um, and then um, and then at the end of this, we'll uh, talk about it here in a second. But at the end of this, uh, basically, everything falls apart. Um, Elias uh, kind of jumps in there. Braun Strowman runs out, and they throw out um, Sami Zayn and Cesaro. So, Matt, what were your take on this segment? A boring, like a boring lower card match until Braun Strowman came out and got yeah. involved. And I don't like Braun being a part of this. Mm. I just don't. Well, Matt, he's the mid-card champion. Well, <laughs> I was hoping he would lift that title to mean more sure, and get it back to where it should be. I Granted, it's a worker's championship. I get that. But when an ultimate warrior became intercontinental champion, that belt meant more. That's right. all I, you know, I remember. You know? So I don't know. I just don't like seeing him be part of this. Although, yeah. with that said, if he wasn't part of this, I would have liked it for what it's worth, those two guys on their own. Um, because I thought like this helped Cesaro out. I thought tonight he he was entertaining because of Sammy. Yeah, he absolutely was. That cowbell stuff was hilarious. There's no hilarious. no greater way to get heel heat than to go out there and say less cowbell when everybody wants to see more cowbell, right? I mean, it's just yes, yes. 
Um, it could be a lot. I think it could be good for Cesaro. I mean, I, I know that some people have their issues with Cesaro not being a world champion at this point. And I think the dude has more talent in his pinky than some of the guys do in their entire right hand, right? But I also understand that it's a business and you put who out there you think yeah. it is. So him and him and Zayn together, though. You know what I appreciate about Cesaro? I feel like Cesaro still puts his all. Like if you watch him in this segment, he was yeah. having fun with it. He was hitting the cowbell and he was still enjoying what he was doing out there. He's making the most of it. So definitely, definitely. I thought the man looked better tonight. You know, he's like I said, entertaining. Yeah. So, um, context keep flowing. We see Sorry. a video package after this. Um, a couple other little tidbits here and there. Um, setting up a couple of things, but the biggest thing here is um hyping John Cena's return, of course. Um, and the ruthless aggression docu series. So I'm really curious to see how they're going to use John Cena when he does come back. Um, that's going to be an interesting place to go. But the big thing here was when we got back after this match, there was a video package highlighting the history here between Mandy, between Otis, and everything that's been going on there. So Otis shows up. Dude is dressed out in his sleeveless tux, right? Um, shows up to the restaurant, walks in, and asks the host if the host has seen a peach. <laughs> um, the host points out where Rose is. And Otis is kind of going back and forth. He's playing with his hair a little bit. He's, uh, I want to go. I'm not going to go. Um, in this time, we see. You really need to break down his mannerisms. Just say he went. In. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we see here, um, he's basically he's impatient, right? And then this time we see Mandy Rose. Somebody walks up, taps her on the shoulder. It's Dolph Ziggler. And so when Otis finally comes around the corner, bouquet in hand, Ziggler's taking his spot. He drops the roses and walks out a broken-hearted man. Can I just say something? Sure. Go back to last, last week's podcast. I literally said this is going to happen a week before it was going to happen. That's true. That's I'm, true. Seriously, I, I, I thought it already had happened. To be perfectly honest, I could have sworn I said like this. Did you know? Yeah. All right, Jax. It's just so. Um, my wife is sick. I apologize. Yeah. Oh, you're good. No, it's it's family time on the podcast. I dig it's it. So I think he's slick crawling out of bed right now. No, I can't see <laughs> this microphone. And he's getting away with it. it it's Valentine's good. Day. No, there are no rules on Valentine's Day, Matt. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good, man. This is the right call, though. I mean, this is how you 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 were not actually going to have Otis and and Mandy Rose be a a couple on TV, were you? At this point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, dude, nothing for nothing. Did you see his first pre-tape tonight? You, you were talking about it earlier. Yeah. You can hear the fans starting to try to chant Otis. Yeah. For a backstage segment. That's pretty good, man. The dude is over. Got to so give he, him credit. He is over. Oh, 100%. I think this is one of those <laughs> storylines that has worked despite what the fans thought. I think at first the fans were totally like, well, I will oh say the God. fans. It, Twitter was totally against it, but the fans was, in. Yeah. I don't like these love stupid storylines because I, I, I like watching just straight up wrestling. wrestling you know? yeah. I'll, I'll admit that. But sometimes when stuff is entertaining, it, it is entertaining sometimes. And yeah. he's done a good job with this. He definitely – is an everyday an every man do you call or is he, do you call it everyday man every man every man yeah which you know the, him being nervous about this, there's no way this girl could be into me you know I'm I'm definitely out kicking my coverage here with this uh, type of feeling right and uh, a lot of people can relate to that I'm sure um, or they wish they could relate to it I should say right true. getting that perfect ten if you will that, that dream girl that you've always had right and he's about to go out on a date with it. It's a great, great thing, but everyone saw what was going to happen. Everyone always knew he was, the carpet was going to be yanked from under his feet and our feet as fans for emotionally investing in him on this date. That's right. No. And, and, and I wonder now moving forward, like Ziggler stole this here. So I think they're setting up Ziggler and Otis to fight. Right. But they're going to fight for the hand of Mandy. Right. That's what's going to happen here. And they're going to like, we're going to get a big kiss at WrestleMania or something. Right. Good Lord. I hope that is not, I hope that is not the hook. <laughs> Mandy Rose is on the line. That's the stipulation for this match. Yeah, yeah. Will she be on a pole? <laughs> if uh, certain people who used to book professional wrestling had their way, <laughs> who I can't name or I'll get in trouble on the podcast. Anyway, I don't want Raj to fire me for naming certain people here. <laughs> oh, God. It comes to barrel of him. Free reign, my friend. No, um, so uh, that was that was that that was that broken-hearted Otis segment that we've been uh, Matt predicted weeks ago here. So we'll see what happens after that. And finally, that left us with the main event of the evening: a tag team contest: The Miz and John Morrison versus Roman Reigns and a 
tag team opponent to be named. So uh, Miz and uh, Morrison came out first and made fun of the Usos. Um, and they said they've been back for a month already and they already have Roman Reigns fighting their battles. Uh, Miz says he's always been here. Um, Morrison tells the fans to stop booing him. Um, they trash talk the uh, tag team champions of New Day ahead of their match at Super Showdown. So um, Reigns comes out. The mystery uh, partner is revealed to be Daniel Bryan. And then Baron Corbin comes walking down the aisle, sauntering with his ticket in hand for a front row seat. Because while he's been banned from competing, he can still buy a ticket here. Okay. He would be able to walk down like that, buying a ticket as a spectator. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Also, he got a seat at ringside that was like big and leathery and plushy. And I'm like, those aren't the yeah. ringside seats. No, they're not. None of this is but... Yeah, none of this is the way it works out here. So this was a really good match. I mean, I think it was about 20 minutes they gave yeah. this here. Which I was um, excited about. Yeah. I, I just, I mean, yeah. You know what? Here's what killed me about this match, Matt. And um, John Morrison is incredible, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, he is. He did a suicide dive out to the outside. Um, mm. he, uh, he went for the Starship Pain once and missed it. He went for the Starship Pain again and hit it. Um mm. I mean, he just there was just so many crazy parkour style moves. Um, the big thing for me, though, was down the stretch with the finish here where we saw um, that move where John Morrison went up to do what is it? The shining the shining wizard kick. Is that the right move? And then Roman Reigns comes in while he's getting that move up. He's off the second rope and nails him with a Superman punch. And I thought that was an incredible sequence there. And then, of course, to get the win. Reigns ends up smashing Miz um, with a spear here. So, um, yeah, just a lot going on here. Reigns picks up the win after everything is said and done. Um, and um, at, at that moment, King Corbin runs the ring, beats down Roman Reigns um, to close the show. So so what was your stuff with John Morrison, though? You, about though, I, I thought he, yeah, it was a great match. Yeah. Well, right. no, no. But here's my big issue with John Morrison. I don't have no issue with what he did in the match. He put his body out there a lot for a SmackDown show, I felt like. Ah, uh, okay. You see what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I do. Um, that's fair. Now, I know this, I know Johnny so well. He was one of my practice, I don't want to call him opponents, but my practice partners at OVW practice every day. Um, we came up with so many cool things. We came up with a move that I finally seen big man finally smarten up and steal from me. It was a way to get out of a choke slam. Mm -hmm. And I used to do it with him all the time. And AJ finally used it on TV with one of the other big guys. And I was like, damn, um, it's awesome. You go to pick the guy up for a choke slam. Uh -huh. This is why you go to pick him up. Stay over there, Jackson. Stay Jackson Morgan. Uh, you're being very, <laughs> Uh, for the so, audio version at home, uh, we have uh, Matt's Matt's kid is joining us in the podcast this evening for video demonstration. So I got to have my action figure to show you, but really quick, you go to pick the guy up right throw right hand under his butt as you go to choke slam, and then at the last second, take his hand off his off his butt and push on his lower back and okay. push him forward. So he looks like he's doing a backflip out of your choke slam. Holy cow! He lands in front of you, and you're like, "Holy sh what you just said." Yeah, throw a clothesline, have him duck it, eat a super kick, or in AJ's case, the Pele, I would eat. And in John Morrison's case, he would always super kick. Yeah, um, it's an awesome, sweet way to get out of a choke slam. So my point—I don't know why I'm telling you that—but the point with John Morrison is, I he he doesn't think of the, like anything. Oh, I'm gonna get hurt here. Yeah, like, and nor does he think he's really risking his health either. And I think that's how he's avoided. Mm. All these years of really getting major, major injuries for the amount of crap he can do athletically. Yeah. I just have never seen an athlete like him who's always been natural. That dude's never been on the gas. Um, and his joints, his joints in his like wrists, his elbows, his shoulders, his ankles, everywhere there's you have a, a joint. Cena was like this too. It's they have super strong joints. There's something to that I noticed with with wrestlers not getting as injured as often, yeah, and, and they can maintain longer careers somehow. And John, especially John, I'm sorry, John Morrison, his, he he's seriously like an alien man. He he's not human. Um, <laughs> it looks like a million bucks. Like doesn't he? To me, he's always screamed heavyweight champion. Once he got a little bit more experience and got the bigger matches under his belt where yeah. he had to learn how to get a little bit more selfish. Cause until then, John was always cool selling for everybody yeah. and being his athletic self, but on the cell 
for everybody versus putting his shit out on front and center, you know, um, ta-da, like, you know, here's my shit on offense, if you will. Yeah, yeah I agree. I always thought WWE missed the boat. And Big like, like right at the end of his run with them before he switched over Big and run. left, Big he run. was right there ready to just be world champion. They're going to say, well, his promos, well, blah, 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 blah. well, look what he did with Miz. Look what he did yeah. with the dirt sheet. When I mean, you let yeah. John just go and flow, he's hilarious. Yes. You know? He's not going to be your kind of John Cena-esque, I'm no. going to go out there and rally the world up kind of promo. Yes. No, he's he's going to be what he does here, which I think he's great at, is just that ability to, to go off the cuff here and make jokes and whatever else. And yeah. your point about joints, I mean, if you look at his back, I was looking at his back tonight when he was getting ready to go off the top rope. Mm-hmm. He just has so many. I mean, he's defined. He's got killer abs, but his core is so strong. His back is just has all these tiny shell, muscles right? all over. Freaking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle shell he, with all these muscles in him. He does. And that's a testament, I think, too. He doesn't just do the big, bulky work. He no. does the really tight work that allows him to probably take these bumps and, and roll and tumble in a way that protects him more. We were um, in OVW, mind you. We did bumping drills. Mm-hmm. hundreds and hundreds of back bumps and front bumps a day right this dude would still go to this gym um gymnastics class in which he back then this is like 2004 maybe 2003 and back then it wasn't like it was today where wwe performance center has those um big has the wrestling ring with the foam foam balls in the middle that you could jump yeah. off the top rope and practice it onto so he'd go to a gymnastics place to do all that and go on the trampoline I'm like, dude, we just did five hours of practice. I'm getting my big butt to the gym at nighttime so I could get continue my lifting and do cardio and work on that part of my body. This dude did that plus would go spend an hour to two in gymnastics classes and then work on editing, like editing his own promos and stuff. Mm-hmm. He was just starting out on. I'm like, dude loves the business. He has the has an engine like you would not believe. Yeah. Crazy. I'm talking like an entire day of this shit. Every what? day he's got to have drive i mean he goes out there he's done acting of course as well but he did survivor just for fun i mean dude did not have to do that so real life oh my god that american ninja is so real life he just wants the challenge of it yeah yeah crazy i i I am glad he's back this time i hope this stuff with them is i hope they're tag team champions yeah oh they they are there's no way around this they have to give them the championships here come on they'll increase those championships they'll make them mean a little bit more sorry um and surprise attack it's very loud though in my headphones sorry yeah ah, you're good but yeah i see them winning championships for sure they'll they'll yeah. uplift those titles and now i was watching this the other day i think it was on smackdown we were saying this think about it you have ms morrison as champions let's say you have um come on the guys are wrestling against it's terrible of me are you talking um, about roman reigns and daniel bryan no 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 no, no, no. i'm sorry oh you the mean the new day Biggie, new Coach day. Kingston? Yeah. Thank you. You have New Day. You have Rude and um, what's his Ziggler, name? Yeah. Ziggler, which is a good tag team. Uh-huh. All right. You have uh, top guys. Yeah. You have the top guys there. Um, yeah. The that, uh, the um, revival. And, yeah. And then you have Usos. Yep. Yeah. That's a killer. That is a killer tag team division. You are right. I, I we can oh, just say that one more time. Say that one more time. What? What is that? It? Is a killer tag team division. You heard it here, folks. How much have we been bearing WWE for having crappy tag teams? Not because of the tag teams themselves, but the booking of these tag teams. Yeah. Um, and right now, they have a chance. They have a legitimate chance with major tag teams yeah. to turn this damn division around and how they treat tag teams. And I hope they do it. I really hope they do because it won't be on the talent here. It'll be on the creative if they don't. Yep, absolutely. Just for the record, Matt, fans in the chat room saying they love having your kid around, so no worries. <laughs> The love is out there for your kid. I think it's an awesome moment here. Um, so you know what's cool about this too, Matt? And I know we got a, one, one or two more things to get to here with ratings and stuff like that um, before we get out of here. But what I think is cool about this too is these tag team, this division is phenomenal, right? But now you take Miz and Morrison, and when they get done with their run, you split them out. Roman Reigns has some great guys to feud with. A Roman Reigns versus Morrison feud over that championship. Roman Reigns versus the Miz. Let's go back there. Yes. 100%. Totally. Yeah, I, I mean, Big E, you want to spin him out at some point? These guys, yeah. It reminds me of SmackDown back whenever yeah. Paul Heyman was booking it. Yeah. And he put all these great tag teams together, and he built this whole show around all these guys. I mean, it was what, Kurt Angle? It was Eddie Guerrero? It was, I mean, it was all. <laughs> it's pretty sweet, huh? <laughs> oh, those are, those are fantastic. Those are good. Those are good. 
All right. So um, we're going to get really, really good stuff. I agree. Two more things to get to here before we uh, get you guys back to your Valentine's Day plans and your blue chew. That is not a plug. Um, two things here. First off, um, Rusev's WWE contract is still under dispute. Um, he has been uh, pulled from TV as of late. Um, it was reported. Um, the Observer is reporting that the Bulgarian Brute still has plenty of time left on his current contract, but there's no word yet on when it will expire. Um, but they are saying that despite the booking, which is him being pulled, and um, this is not a sign that Rusev's issues with WWE have been settled. So um, it's looking like there's still something going on. Um, keep in mind that um, it was earlier this year, or late last year, that um, Lana signed a five-year deal. And um, it was said at the time Rusev was about to expire and he was unhappy with the spot. Right. Um, he had that big feud with um, and? You know, uh, so um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's interesting. He's coming back. There's no, he, he has to be right. Yeah, I I, I think he's time. been terribly underutilized in the entire Ooh, time he's been there. Right, <laughs> right. Which one of us? You me? Which wrestler can't say that? Walk well, in. We all can say that. He definitely because he got super over on his own. Rusev yeah. Day was a real thing. It still yeah. is. He got that over, and he is over. And that is, you know, that's got to be frustrating for him. But no offense, dude, you're in a main event. You're in a main event storyline. It might not be the main event of WrestleMania, but your storyline, whether you think it's ridiculous or not, is a A plus, not what I'm rating it, but in Vince McMahon's eyes, sure. A plus, the number one storyline that he is the most interested in when he comes to week, I'm sorry, when he comes to work each week. I promise it. Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. Who's having on yet? And I did you see it last week? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, he's doing all that. Yep. Yep. So, um, you kids, uh, people in the chat room love your kid, Matt. They're saying, let's get rid of me and bring on this Jackson kid instead. <laughs> so, there you go. There you go. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Rusev, interesting storyline there. I, I agree with you. His wife is in WWE, five year contract. He's not going to leave, but maybe he at least gets a big payday out of it. What about Moxley, Matt? Moxley did it. <laughs> Okay, yes, he did, and others probably have as well. I just Mox is an entirely different situation, though. Right? Like, not everybody's going to go to AEW and be John Moxley. You can't have everybody doing that. Not going to AEW, becoming Moxley. Right. Right. Although Rusev with a pirate eye patch, that could be pretty badass. I don't know. We could we get there. What made you? Oh yeah. The <laughs> uh, very last thing I want to get to here before we get you guys back to your Valentine's Day evening is um, uh, the AEW NXT Wednesday Night Wars. Um, AEW has won handily this year, and no surprise, AEW wins again this week. Um, Matt, you can't pick a side. No, I admit it outright before every Wednesday. I tell people straight up. Credibility in journalism, Matt. Come on. Come on. <laughs> you didn't see you introduced me as a journalist. That's true. That's true. This is Matt. This Matt. This Matt, Matt, the wrestling fan. Right. This guy is here with us tonight, folks. This uh, dude. Which one does Jackson prefer? That's what the fans want to know. Does Jackson prefer <laughs> AEW or NXT? I think he's a little bit of more of an NXT mark. There we go. Honest. There we go. So the, the ratings this week break down to um, 817,000 viewers on the AEW side. That is a drop from last week, um, which was they were at 928,000 viewers. So a pretty substantial drop. And it is their lowest rating of 2020 so what far. 817,000 viewers. That's the lowest they've been for 2020, not all year. No, no, no. 2020 only. Um, they were a little bit lower the end of last yeah. year. So they're still above that. Um, but it is their okay. lowest of the year. Okay, good. Yeah, it's. I mean, you, you have ebbs and flows. It's not the bottom. NXT um, also did drop a little bit from last week, too. Um, they were at 757,000 viewers, a drop from 770 from the previous week. Nothing for nothing, though. Everyone, you, know, you said it yourself, and others say it, too, how AEW handily beats them. That is not handily beating As we're looking at these numbers, they're not. it's not like a 1.5 to like a 0. 0.7, 0. 0.75 rating comparison, right? Right. They're, they're pretty damn close. I mean, yeah, they and that gap is shortened a little bit. I think, yeah, that, I mean, they're that they keep seems like they're settling out. AEW's not dropped below so, 800,000 this so year, which I think is good. Do you, do you see how annoying this is what annoys me about WWE here? Because if they just let them have their Wednesday, do you mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Would, wouldn't that there's no guarantee they would double that number and have all those fans that watch NXT? You think they would, and that would make sense. 
but it's proven that they wouldn't just double it as we've seen when Vince bought out WCW. He did not get their whatever the hell it was, 2.0 rating yeah. added to his rating when he bought WCW out, if you remember. Um, but the number would definitely go up significantly. And again, let them build. Let them build their brand. Let them get over it. You have nothing to lose. You're the Walt Disney World of wrestling. You guys are not going anywhere ever. It's never going to happen. You're not going to go out of business until you decide you want to go out of business one day, Vince. You know, Jackson, yeah. sit down and stop it right until now. Until the XFL becomes the number one thing in America. And then, <laughs> right? You see, I agree. Saying, don't you agree, though? Like, let them get started. Let them get their feet up underneath them. Give them a year or two even. Yep. And then go after them and try to pull. Let them build that audience that, that you yourselves are not building on your own. You're not drawing them in. So they're obviously getting a demographic that you're not getting. Let yep. them go get it. Let them build it. And then go in for the kill. And then make your whatever you're going to compete against it somewhat similar or completely the polar opposite. If you think that is going to entertain this demographic that for years you weren't getting that AEW has found an answer to go get and try to steal those viewers. Yep. But you got to, I would have just let them build it, build it and build it first. 100% they agree. They try to, I guess in war, you want to extinguish your opponent, you know, before they can get, armored you know get suited up get weaponed up and whatnot and have a chance of fighting back against you i, I don't know I, I'd, I'd rather let them get set up more and then go in for the kill and try to take their viewers once they double that number in a few years if they were able to but don't compete against them because you're hampering that opportunity to draw more fans into pro wrestling overall and this is why wrestling is not as popular as it used to be in my opinion because these other companies continue to get extinguished or put down before they really get a chance to get going and get yeah. bigger and draw yeah. bigger masses of fans. Cause I still firmly think AEW does draw a different animal. I do. I think they, they're able to pick up a different fan than WWE is, is getting week in and week out. Well, I 100% because I mean, to your point, it's not like if, if they go, if, AEW goes away, WWE would not double their viewership. Now, right. there is an overlap. So on the weeks where AEW didn't show or NXT ran their awards show, the, a uh, yeah, the other show popped a little bit. Yeah. Um, but it, it's not, I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you because I think they're kind of digging from the same pool here. And I, I wish that like if you would put AEW on Thursday nights, I mean, or, or NXT on Thursday nights, right? Yeah. That show stands out so much. NXT so much. is a great wrestling show. It is a great wrestling show. Bell to Bell is usually a really great show. I agree. And it's up against another great wrestling show that everybody talks about more because it's buzzier every week because of the talent and everything else. So, you know, I, would you, and would you say better storylines? I like, like AW storylines better. Yeah, yeah, especially this year. And so, yeah, I, I think they're shooting themselves in the foot here. I will remind everybody, as I do every week, though, that you and I, Matt, are talking about the highest rated wrestling show of the week tonight, which is Friday Night SmackDown, which has also become, in my opinion, the least creative wrestling show of the week, too. So take that as you will. What do you mean by that, the highest rated? That SmackDown draws in more viewers than AEW and NXT combined, more viewers than Raw every week. SmackDown is the highest rated wrestling show of the week, <laughs> week. They're beating Raw every week now? Yeah, they've been beating Raw every week since they've been on SmackDown. Um, on Fox, you mean? Yeah, I mean, since they've been on Fox, yeah. What? Tell me what their number I, I don't mean yeah. to put you in the but like, what, what's their number they're usually drawing? I know you always say millions of viewers. Just give me the decimal. Give me the actual number number. So, um, let's see here. 1.8, what is it? Uh, give me half a second here to pull yeah, it up. Sorry. Yeah, 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 you're good. Um, um, deadline. Um, SmackDown ratings. It's already harder because um, wrestling. We can find it from Wrestling Inc. They're good people out here. Um, SmackDown ratings for this year: two point four nine seven million. Um, uh, 0.8 in the ratings. So yeah, they're averaging right just under two point five million viewers every week. So the and, number two point five rating, right? Yep. Yeah. Well, it's a point. It's a point eight rating in the eighteen to forty nine demographic, but overall, it's a two point five million viewers. Yeah. And what's raw? Um, one moment. I think it's a. It's been around a two, um, for a number. Really? Of, yep. What in the hell? I've just assumed raw has been their number one rated show every single week. Nope. So, um, 
This week, for example, or last week, um, they were doing, they did 2.168 million viewers and a smaller share in the 1849.67. Um, their highest me. their highest of the year is 2.4, um, which would go up against that SmackDown number I just told you about. But otherwise, they've been less than 2.4. They've, they've lost to Smack, Friday Night SmackDown every week. Since it came to Fox? Yep, since it came to Fox. Wow. Yep. How come I don't hear more about that fact? Seriously, I cover SmackDown with you guys every Friday. Yep. I yep. cover Raw with the gang every yep. Monday. And I don't ever hear us say, hey, SmackDown kicked the crap out of Raw this. Yeah. You know, SmackDown's the new A show. Yeah. And it's close. It that way, it's though? close most weeks. Like for to for be fair, like I mean, like last week they were off by about a hundred hundred thousand viewers. Um, but some Still. weeks it's multi it's three or four hundred thousand viewers. It's different. Yeah, when I was on SmackDown, if we beat Raw, like I think when we beat them like maybe once or twice. We had a really good damn roster too, as when yeah. Brock was a champion, yeah. wrestling Kurt Angle and Eddie and Benoit and all them. Yeah. It was a really good roster. Edge. I wonder, it's the it's the Fox thing though. I think like it's just on broadcast TV, so it's easier yes. for more people to get to it. Because hmm. Raw's okay. been better, I think, as of late than SmackDown has, and and honestly, the post game show you guys do for Raw every week, I think, is a lot of weeks the highest viewed post game show on Wrestling yeah. Inc. and the yeah, highest listened to podcast. That's a good point. So more casual viewers, I think, tune in just to check out Friday Night SmackDown. So anyway, that's the news. Matt, you got anything else for the viewers at home? Do I? I do not. That's Sophia, the first in the background, folks. Sorry about that. Just wait. Jackson's practicing. He's going to be on here in a few weeks (laughs) co-hosting. Are you guys doing a show for uh, Sunday night for the uh, TakeOver event? Yes. Yes. Awesome. Is Glenn back on. from his hiatus? I don't know about him. I know I'll be on. I'm pretty positive Raj will. Cool. And I forget who else was. Yeah. Maybe you even. I don't know. Bro, no, bro. I don't. I don't think it's. Hey, Raj doesn't mention me. It's either probably Glenn or Labar. I mean, if y'all want me, hit me up. But maybe. I just know I am. That's all. Maybe Glenn's back. Maybe I'm by Everybody, myself. Glenn will be back Sunday. Maybe I'm by myself completely. There you go. Well, you know what, Matt? I, I shouldn't tell you this, but the, the last time you weren't able to do a show, I told the fans all night you were going to be there. That's huh. like I broke number one rule. I was like, just stay tuned, guys. He's going to join us soon. So <laughs> oh, that's pretty good, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a card subject to change. Um, that's awesome, though. That's some good heel. That's some good heel <laughs> tactics there, Mr. Wiseman. It's very well done. <laughs> Well, listen, we appreciate you all who joined us here in the chat room tonight. If you like what you heard here, please, you can subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. If you like it, though, we'd also appreciate it. Give us a rating on iTunes. Give us a review. Give us that thumbs up on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. All of that helps everybody else reach us. I want to say thank you to Matt and thank you to Jackson. Jackson, you were awesome. Hi. 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 Not bad for nonverbal, nonverbal with my ass, right? That non-verbal is that's the- awesome, but, dude. It's a better promo than some people in WWE right? can cut these days. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, again, you join back here Sunday night. Um, he is at BP Matt Morgan. I am at the Real Wiseman. We will catch you right here next time on Wrestling Inc. See you guys. <laughs>